A homegrown husband and father, conservative Christian leader Chris McDaniel will always fight for Mississippi. McDaniel did it by standing up for our rights in the state Senate. That's why Chris McDaniel was awarded by the American Conservative Union, endorsed by the Conservative Political Action Coalition, and why McDaniel received the Law Enforcement Officers Legislator of the Year Award. Now as our Lieutenant Governor, Chris McDaniel will continue to fight for our state by kickstarting Mississippi's revival. Chris McDaniel will eliminate income tax for everyone so families can prosper. Safeguard our God-given Second Amendment rights from tyrannical gun control legislation. Stand against abortion to protect the sanctity of life. Kick the woke left out of schools so our children are educated and not indoctrinated. And finally, Chris McDaniel will pass the Parents' Bill of Rights so they have control over their kids' education. Fighting for Mississippi's revival. Conservative Chris McDaniel for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by the committee to elect Chris McDaniel. Hey guys, this is Jack Fairchild with the Right Side Radio Program. I'm here to talk to you again about the National Conservative Club, specifically the Mississippi chapter. You can find us at msconservativeclub.com. You can sign up today. America is still at a crossroads. Conservative values are slipping away more and more each day. It is important for those of us who still believe in liberty, personal freedoms, and government accountability to band together. So go to msconservativeclub.com today to sign up to be a part of the Mississippi chapter of the National Conservative Club. We look forward to having you. Liberals, be warned, your viewpoints will be subjected to strict scrutiny. You're listening to Right Side Radio. Feels like, like my eyes have been blown wide open. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. tuned in to Right Side Radio. All right, guys, you have found it. It is the Right Side Radio program. Here we are on this Independence Day 2023. I'm Jack Fairchilds, your host here once again, coming a day early on America's Independence Day, as we celebrate the birth of our nation today. It is a huge day for freedom-loving people all across the world because this was the birth of the beacon of freedom, 
the United States of America. And I'm going to do a little different type of program today. Uh, I'll cover some news towards the end of the show after a break. But beforehand, this will probably be more like a Sunday afternoon fireside chat edition than a regular edition, at least to start off the show today. Uh, But as always, I want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Right Side Radio program. Like us on our Facebook page. uh, Share our Facebook page. Encourage your friends to like the Facebook page so we can continue to grow. For those of you that aren't familiar with the fact that Facebook is down throttling the algorithms of conservative creators, we need your help. We need you to make sure that you are sharing our content, sharing our page, so that way others can find it, as well as subscribing to the Right Side Radio program on your podcatcher of choice. We are on iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Amazon Music, and so many more. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Right Side Radio program today so that way the Right Side can continue to grow. Guys, I just wanted to uh, come to you guys today. And part of the reason I came a day early is, again, a lot of us are off today. We're enjoying the national holiday that is Independence Day, or as is most commonly referenced throughout our country nowadays as the 4th of July. But it's important to remember that this is, in fact, Independence Day. We're not celebrating the fact that it's the 4th of July. We're celebrating the fact that on this day, we declared our independence. We are celebrating the fact that our nation's foundation, its true formation, can be traced back to those brave founding fathers who are willing to stand up to England and say, you know what? We are not going to be a part of your country anymore. We're not going to stomach that anymore. And when you say that it takes courage to do something like that, that is an understatement. These men did not know that they were going to be successful in their endeavor. They did not know how things were going to play out. They could have been signing their own death warrants. They could have been signing away any potential futures that they might have had. And they knew that when they signed this document, and it did not make them waver one iota. They understood the risk that were at play, but they did it anyway. And because they were willing to risk it all, we have this great nation that we are looking at today. Are there problems out there today? Absolutely. And we talk about that weekly on this radio show but it's still the greatest nation in the world. Don't let the liberal nonsense try to tell you how terrible this nation is. They're doing that because they want to destroy the fabric in which this nation was built. They're doing that because they want to destroy everything that we find good and whole about our nation. 
They're doing that because they want to make you think that somehow the United States of America is oppressive, that it is this terrible place, so that way they can grow their own power base to ultimately make it an oppressive, terrible place. As we look around this country and we see some of the basis in which we were founded on, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. That's something the left often misinterprets because they're often talking about a freedom of religion. But when they do that, they mean it's a freedom from your religion, that you can't practice your religion in a certain way because it might be offensive to somebody else, and that's inherently false. The founders put in a place to where we are free to exercise and practice whatever religious beliefs that we hold. They did not say that I must practice my religious beliefs inside these set buildings. I'm not allowed to enter this building like schools or federal buildings. Nowhere does it say that. This whole idea of separation of church and state is a fallacy that is not found anywhere in the Constitution, but is something that that has been created over time, and the left tries to double down on it so that way they can insert their own wills. Now, they never insert it against religions that are not Christian in basis. They don't try to force Islam out of schools or other areas. It's always Christianity. Freedom of speech. The fact that I'm able to come on to this platform, speak into this microphone, and project to not just my home state of Mississippi, but to the world. That is something that is remarkable. That is something that, again, is afforded to me by the freedoms that our founders saw fit to put in place. That is something that was not available when they were under the rule of our friends in England. They stood up to a tyrannical government and created a beacon of freedom. The left would have you believe that they did it under false pretense and they stole everything. The left wants to try to minimize our founders. The left wants you to believe that they are, they are terrible people when that couldn't be further from the truth. Does that mean there weren't atrocities that were going on around the time that the founders were around? Sure there were. But society was a different place then. And the left wants to forget that. They want to put the sensibilities of today on the men that did not grow up with those same sensibilities. And let's not forget that this is the same radical left out there that is continuing to try to push the type of things that I think our founders would recoil from, whether it's the transgender movement to where, again, this is the left that likes to try to perpetrate that they 
are the champions of women. Yet they're the very ones now arguing against women by trying to take away their opportunities and give it to a man that is suffering from a mental illness that makes him believe that he is in reality a woman. Is that offensive for me to say that that man has a mental illness? Because it shouldn't be. That's called reality. That's called facts. Look, we shouldn't ridicule somebody because they have a mental illness. We should be trying to find them help. And it is not healthy to just say, hey, you know what? You go you go live your truth when they are desperately screaming for help, and yet we are turning a blind eye to that because that is what this nation is starting to drive towards. Now, the left wants you to believe that this is the drive of the nation, that the nation is moving that way, but the polls don't back them up. This whole transgender movement is not this huge groundswell of a shift in ideology in our country. But it could be if we don't get involved. It could be if we don't start paying attention to what's going on on our children's televisions, what's going on in our children's classrooms, what's going on in their textbooks. Because that's how they move a generation in their direction. They insert things in the classroom. They put things in the programs that they are watching. We live in a world now where children's cartoons are proudly featuring non-binary characters for the simple objective of pushing an agenda. We are constantly being told that our old heroes and icons are not good enough. We are constantly being told that those who we once thought very highly of are terrible people, hate-filled people, bigots, the worst kind of people that you could imagine. The left has directed this more and more at our founders because, again, If we don't have respect for our founders, if we move away from celebrating holidays like Independence Day, if we move away from celebrating these type of things, then guess what? The American holiday is no more. The American exceptionalism that we have celebrated for so long in this country is no more. The greatness that we have witnessed throughout the years here in America is no more. (laughs) And all simply because the United States of Americans' uh, radical left wants to try to destroy everything. We can't allow that to happen in this country. We have to stand up to them, whether it's sports celebrities or actors or whoever it is. Let's bear in mind that a lot of these actors have minimal education. A lot of these actors who like to profess that they are experts on everything have no 
true life experience. A lot of them found their success and they haven't had to work for anything in years. A lot of them are no longer living in the real world themselves. So when they sit there and try to tell you that your founding fathers were terrible people, they're not getting that from an actual textbook. They're not getting that from actually going to a university, from actually studying. Now, they might nowadays, because as we know, the American university is a breeding ground for radical left ideas. Now, they're getting it from one of their buddies in yoga class told them something stupid. And the American sports athlete. <laughs> you talk about the most out-of-touch, entitled group of people. <clears throat> Not all of them, mind you. There are several American sports icons that are still invested in American exceptionalism and the belief that we are, in fact, a great nation. But there are several out there that are not. Take this WNBA champion, Natasha Cloud. On Friday, she wrote on Twitter that our country is trash in so many ways, and instead of using our resources to make it better, we continue to oppress marginalized groups that have been targeted since the beginning of time, and that black-slash-brown communities and the LGBTQ plus man, we are too powerful to still be attacking issues separately. Not sure what she's talking about, but our country is not trash, Miss Cloud. Matter of fact, our country created a platform to where you can make a good living. You're making more money than I am playing a children's game. But it's a trash country in your mind because, again, you don't see the things that have been afforded you. You don't understand anything. And of course, she wants to go further. She goes, I have been blessed to travel the world for my career. I've played in plenty of countries that I would have my human rights, health care, free assisted schooling, don't have to fear for mass shootings or white supremacists, don't have to be concerned about the highest material, uh, maternal morality rates, less police murders, no mass incarceration based on race, adequate minimum wage, rights to my body as a woman, I mean, I can keep going. Well, you could keep going, but the more you keep going, the dumber you sound. Because again, you're asking for government to come in to spaces and hand things to you. That's not what should ever be happening. And again, it goes back to your lack of formal education. It goes back to the fact that you do not understand any of these issues. She says, because these are the things America is capable of. And when I say trash, this is what I'm referring to. We choose to allow politicians to line their pockets and spit false and hateful ideologies to pit us against one another. That last segment, she might have a little bit of credibility on that, but the reality is she then goes down by repeating the same hateful 
rhetoric that she's trying to be critical of. You can't sit here and say that I'm tired of the hateful, divisive rhetoric when you're out there calling the United States of America trash. That makes you a hypocrite. But that's exactly what she is. She is so ridiculous. She wants to accuse everyone else who criticizes her of being racist. Let me ask you folks, during my discussion of her idiotic conversations, have you once heard me bring up her race? No, I'm attacking her positions because they are not sound. They are not based in reality. They are based in this ridiculous mindset that everything can be made better with government. She calls other things hypocritical, yet she doesn't understand how hypocritical she's being. And again, a lot of this stems from the fact that the Supreme Court has struck down affirmative action. Affirmative action is a very racist ideology, is a very racist principle, and it needed to be struck down. It needed to be struck down. That's the reality. Again, if you're going to look at somebody and reward them over somebody that has better qualifications and has better education background, has all the top check marks checked, but you're not going to hire that person based solely on the color of their skin doesn't matter what color their skin is, that's racist. If it's a black person that you're doing it to, that's racist. If it's a white person that you're doing that to, it's still racist. That's part of the sad thing with the American left is they believe that racism only originates from one race. They believe that it's only white people that hate everyone else. They can't see that racism sees no color. They cannot understand that racism goes beyond race. How many on the American left attack Clarence Thomas constantly simply because he doesn't believe like they believe a black person should believe? They've attacked Condoleezza Rice simply because she doesn't believe like they believe a black person should believe? Who gives them the authority to say that that's what a black person has to believe? Who gives them that authority? It's crazy. Because again, I think that there is no bigger group of racists out there than the American left. They're the ones who want to continue to tell people that you cannot achieve something merely because of the color of your skin and that you need government to assist you. This is a falsehood. This is not reality. This is fake news. Well, Ennis Cantor, Freedom, I I believe he added Freedom to his last name. Um, He he originally was just Ennis Cantor, but I believe his name is now Ennis Cantor, Freedom. He called out Natasha Cloud over her recent criticisms of the United States. You know, it's Cantor, Freedom, Cantor, Freedom just said, ask your colleague, Brittany Kreiner, how trash America is. Calling America trash, huh? 
Let me know when your season is over. I'll buy your ticket and we can go together to countries like China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba, and Turkey. Forget about calling them trash. I would like to see if you can even criticize those regimes. You and your family members would be thrown in jail, tortured to death, and raped. People have no idea how lucky and blessed they are to be in a country like America. I'm not saying America is perfect, but trust me, you don't want to see the other side. Cantor Freedom, originally from Turkey, has been the subject of his home country's ire for his opposition to president uh, to the president there and his support of, of an exiled leader. In 2019, Turkey sought an international arrest warrant for Cantor and accused him of being a member of a terrorist organization. So again, Cantor has lived under truly oppressive regimes. He understands what Miss Cloud does not. And when he brings up the Brittany Griner situation, again, let's, let's talk about Brittany Griner. This is a woman that used to refuse to stand for the national anthem. She goes over to Russia. She gets picked up for having marijuana vapes or THC vapes. I, I'm not sure. They, they had what was considered to be the equivalent of marijuana in these vapes. She was picked up. She was locked away and was facing an insane prison sentence over there in Russia. She was basically a political prisoner. The country that she used to refuse to stand for the flag for, ultimately gave up a very high price to secure her freedom. A freedom that probably would not have been secured if she were not a star basketball athlete. But again, you tell me that this country is so racist that it would never do anything for black people, yet here we are giving up a true war criminal to free this basketball player. Brittany Griner, since she's come back, she says the Amer- the national anthem hits differently for her now. I think she gets it a lot more than she ever did before. I hate that it took her having to go through a dramatic experience to have that happen. Bear in mind, I have been critical of Miss Griner on this show. But I have seen some of the interviews she's given since she's come back, and she seems to understand that freedom and the rights granted to you by the, in the Constitution are not given to you once you leave our country. Once you cross these borders, you no longer are protected by the greatest document or the second greatest document ever written. So to sit here and have the American left continue to try to attack our founding fathers is asinine. Because as Cantor Freedom said, ask Miss Grinder. I think she sings a completely different... Now, is she ever going to be a conservative? Is she ever going to be... No, she doesn't need to be. We don't need that from her. But I do think that she is understood now 
that certain things that she maybe once took issue with, that certain things that maybe she once saw a certain way have changed for her because she understands that when she leaves this country, she is no longer protected by our Constitution. She is no longer protected by the things that she once took for granted. Guys, it's easy to take our freedoms and our rights for granted because we see them every day. We wake up in the morning, can go to work, we can go to the movies, we can do whatever we want. We can speak out against our president if we think he's doing a poor job. We can speak out against our government if we're not happy with the direction that they're going. You cannot do that in countries like Russia. You cannot do that in countries like China. That is why we are living in the greatest nation ever created. That is why we should be very, very grateful to the Founding Fathers for the formation of the United States of America because, again, they're the reason we're here. They're the reason that this country is as stellar as it is. It's amazing, people, when you think about some of the things that this nation has accomplished in a short lifespan. And yet you have those on the American left that want to tell us it's a terrible country. On this 4th of July, do not accept that. On this 4th of July, refuse to listen to the American left and its constant lies and attacks on American exceptionalism. Understand that you are, in fact, living in the greatest country in the world. Understand that when you go to your fireworks show tonight, or if you've already been over the last couple of days, that you are celebrating the birth of freedom, that you are celebrating the birth of your rights granted to you not by government, but by your creator. The United States of America is, in fact, a Christian nation, despite all the claims from the American left that we are not. You go look up multiple things that have been said by the founders and multiple things that have stood the test of time, and you will see that we are, in fact, a Christian nation. You will see the fact that the American exceptionalism is something we absolutely should be celebrating. We are blessed to be living in the greatest country in the world. And today, on this Independence Day, on this 4th of July, we should be celebrating all of the greatness 
that the founding fathers put in place for us. I'm going to pause right here for a quick break. and we come back, we'll cover a couple of stories. I don't know if today's show will be as long as usual, but this is the Right Side Radio Program. Hard work, determination, and a love for our community. As a lifelong resident of Mississippi, Chris McDaniel had these values forged at an early age from a loving family. My father would tell me to get up in the morning and try to help as many people as you can. We're only here for a short while. We have to do the very best we can in that short period of time to help people, to change the world. We can fight to make Mississippi a leader in this country, and that's what I've tried to do all these years. In the state Senate, Chris McDaniel authored pro-life legislation to protect the unborn, and McDaniel safeguarded our Second Amendment constitutional rights. Chris McDaniel's steadfast commitment to conservative values is why he's earned the American Conservative Union's Award for Conservative Excellence multiple times. Now, as our lieutenant governor, Chris McDaniel will continue to fight for all of Mississippi. We can fight to make Mississippi a leader in this country, and that's what I've tried to do all these years. Mississippi deserves a real homegrown conservative. Support Chris McDaniel for Mississippi Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by the committee to elect Chris McDaniel. All right, guys, welcome back here to the Right Side Radio Program. And before we get into more news or any other conservative content out there, I want to remind our listeners again, if you're listening to us here on July 4th, here in 2023, this Friday at 6 p.m., right here in my hometown, Ellisville, Mississippi, we are having a red, white, and blue celebration. Uh, It's going to be had right there at the Hunter's Edge here in Ellisville, Mississippi, right off of the highway. It should be a great venue. It should be a great evening. Uh, Our good friend, Senator Chris McDaniel, is going to be the featured speaker on that day. So again, a great opportunity for you to come out and hear Chris speak again. Uh, And of course, they are raffling off a gun, which I think there are still tickets available. As I've been doing the last several shows, I'm going to hand this off to Laurie Rogers and Kelvin Dog Smith. Let them tell you a little bit more about the event and the gun that is being raffled. Hey y'all, I'm Lori Rogers with the Hunter's Edge. I am here with Dahl. We are part of the Friends of Chris McDaniel campaign. I wanted to invite everybody, if you haven't seen it on our page or on Chris McDaniel's page, 
to our event on July 7th, Friday at 6 p.m. We're gonna be giving away hot dogs, hamburgers, door prizes, and this wonderful gun here. This is dog, I'm gonna turn this over to him. But if y'all have any questions, y'all can contact us at the store about the event if you wanna help out. If you are a friend of Chris McDaniel, come see us. Go ahead, dog. All right, friends. So we're doing this uh, raffle for this gun as a fundraiser for Chris McDaniel's campaign for Lieutenant Governor. This is not being done by the campaign. It is being done by supporters and friends of Chris McDaniel. This gun has finally made its way to Ellisville, Mississippi and to the Hunter's Edge. It has been on the coast and various other places. So from now until Friday night, July the 7th, it will be here on display. Please come see it. Uh, the raffle for this gun, as you can see on the banner, uh, the tickets are $50 each, or you can get a special, three for $100. And uh, on the raffle tickets, it says that the drawing is going to be Tuesday, July the 4th. But we've extended that since we have this event scheduled now. The event, again, is going to be in the parking lot across from the Hunter's Edge. So you can come to that event that night. You can buy tickets up till then. And then Chris McDaniel is going to speak that night. After he speaks then we will do the drawing for this beautiful handcrafted uh, gun. So come into the Hunter's Edge, take a look at it. Again, this is being sponsored by friends of Chris McDaniel, so if you want to come in and buy some tickets, they are cash or check only. Check the friends of Chris McDaniel. So, Laurie and Lang Rogers, big supporters. We're very thankful for them, always have been. You come into the store, they're going to have tickets, and they will answer any questions uh, that you might have. So, Team McDaniel, Chris McDaniel supporters, we thank you. Please come in and help support this. Thank you. Thank you, dog. There, and you hear the crowd applauding you and Laurie for that excellent video talking about the group there. You know, and this should be a fun event. It's going to be a great evening for all of us out there to be able to hear Senator McDaniel speak, but also celebrate this great nation. <coughs> and it's it's worth mentioning on this 4th of July about this event because again it's going to be something that I think is very important for not just our area but for our state because we need to make sure that we get Senator McDaniel elected again Chris is running for lieutenant governor and I think that he is a uh, I know he's really tired. I spoke to him yesterday. He has traveled all over the state. He's traveled all up and down this state trying to get your vote. I think we feel good about things in this race, but Delbert Hoseman has a ton of money. So Delbert, the Democrat, is going to spread as many lies as he can, whether it's falsehoods about Senator McDaniel or whether it's falsehoods about his political achievements. Delbert is about to embark on that very thing because he's got the money to do it. So we know that is coming down the pipeline. And of course, if you want to purchase a raffle ticket for that beautiful gun, you can show up at the Hunter's Edge. They still have raffle tickets for sale. Uh, $50 for a ticket, $100 gets you three, and you can win that beautiful gun there. Again, folks, that's uh, going to be coming up this Friday evening, 6 p.m., 
right there at the Hunter's Edge here in Ellisville, Mississippi. Doesn't matter if you live in Jones County, Hattiesburg, where you're from, come out, support Chris McDaniel, support America, support the freedom, and try to come out and be a part. If you've never been to the Hunter's Edge gun shop, it is one of the best. No, I think it's probably the best specialized gun shop, not just in our area, but in the state. It is run by fantastic people in Lang and Laurie Rogers. So again, go check out the Hunter's Edge, you know, shop for a new gun, win a shot at a new gun and support Senator Chris McDaniel and America by being there this Friday at 6 p.m. Oh, goodness, folks. <clears throat> Again, I don't know how long I'm going to keep this show going since I am having some voice issues, but I do want to play, and I played this once before, but Chris has a new uh, digital ad that I think is really, really touching. You know, it's one that I think has really struck a nerve with people, and, and it, I think Chris uh, shows another side of himself that those of us who know him well already know uh, but I think that it's good for the entire state to see it. So let me play this for you. Back on July the 13th, 1999, I was following my father back from Jackson, and a, a truck pulled out in front of him, and he hit it. And I tried to save him, and uh, I couldn't. He was my hero. My father would tell me to get up in the morning, uh, try to help as many people as you can. And that's what I've tried to do all these years. We're only here for a short while. We have to do the very best we can in that short period of time to help people, to change the world if we can. With my sons, I, I want them to see a little bit of him in me. I'm not the man he was, but I want them to see a glimpse of my father through me. Thank you, and I think that's a really good ad. And as I've said before, Chris, if you're listening, that I think that you shortchange yourself. Your father would be extremely proud of you and the man that you've become. And I think your boys one day will be saying the same thing about you. They'll be saying that they can't live up to your image. It's just something that we do as sons with fathers. It's hard for us to live up to our dad's shadow. My dad, Jimmy, of course, he is uh, dealing with some, some health issues of his own. Spoke to my mom yesterday, sound like he's doing okay. So, I, you know, but again, prayer warriors out there, I always request prayers when there's something like this going on. So, again, I'd appreciate those prayers. But, I mean, I think Chris's ad probably hits even a little bit more differently with me than it did before. Because, again, when you get a call that your father's going to the hospital about something, especially when they're older, you, you start to realize our time, as Chris said, our time on earth is limited, but the older our parents get, we realize that our time with them is more limited. My parents moved down to Gainesville, Florida a couple of years ago. I grew up, I was born and raised in Vicksburg, Mississippi. My entire life, up until just a few years ago, that's where my parents were. My childhood home was the home I could always go to. Matter of fact, I would be probably sitting in Vicksburg, Mississippi right now. I don't know if their firework display was last night or if it's coming up tonight, 
but I would be probably going to their big fireworks show, which is a fantastic fireworks show. Have I seen others that are as good or better? Sure. But it's still one of the best in the state, and I would be there. But my parents left Vicksburg, so the connection there is not the same. Yes, it's where I grew up. Yes, it's where I was born, but they're not there anymore. So, But also, as such, they're eight hours away. That may not seem like a lot, but it is, especially when you work a full-time job. may not seem like a lot, but it is, especially when you're trying to help with a political campaign in your spare time while working a full-time job. So to say that I get to see them that often, or even remotely close to as much as I did before they moved, would be a falsehood. I'm happy that they found somewhere that they liked, that they settled. They found a nice house there. So this is not a bitter thing, but it's just a reminder of how fleeting our time is. And when they're that far away, it's not, it's not as easy as to just jump in the car. Like again, yesterday I had to work as silly as that sounds. We had to go into work for one day. So we could be off work for Independence Day, and then we'll go back to work tomorrow. That type of holiday, one day, doesn't really lend itself that easily to an eight-hour, which would be a 16-hour drive, if I were to try to go see them on the 4th, regardless of any medical emergencies my dad has had. So yes, time is fleeting, and we need to be very responsible of that. But we also need to be thinking about what we're going to leave behind for your children, for the next generation. We need to be considering what type of state we want our kids to grow up in. And if we want Mississippi to be a beacon of freedom, if we want Mississippi to be a beacon of of conservative ideology, if we want our state to go on and become an actual red state, like the people, like the citizens, instead of the purple state that our legislature currently is, we have to engage and elect Chris McDaniel as our next lieutenant governor. We have to make sure that we are doing everything we can This past Saturday, record heats. I think it was 97 degrees with a heat index. I think was like 107 or something ridiculous. I don't even remember. But I still went out and knocked on doors in my car that has no air conditioner. Was I able to knock on as many as I wanted to? Absolutely not. I was... Not able to knock on near as many doors as I had wanted to. He got to me a lot quicker because, again, I was by myself and I was in a car with no AC. But I still did it because, again, I understand that every Saturday that we sit on our hands and we do nothing, 
is another Saturday we lost because we don't get those Saturdays back. August 8th will be here before you know it. That's a reality, people, and that's something that we need to make sure that we're understanding. If we're committed to improving our state, if we're committed into moving our state in the direction that we believe it needs to go, we need to be all in for the next several weeks in trying to not just vote for Senator Chris McDaniel, but help ensure that he gets elected. Whether that's calling friends and neighbors and asking them to donate even $25, do it. Do what you need to. Do what you can to try to push Senator McDaniel. Last week, Delbert Hoseman, he went on Paul Gallo's Super Talk Mississippi radio show. And in it, and, and again, I'm not playing the audio of this one because I haven't secured permission from Super Talk or anything like that, but I encourage you because the, the interviews online, I encourage you to go find it because I, in my opinion, I think it was one of the worst interviews I've ever heard Delbert Hoseman give. He got annoyed with Paul Gallo, who Paul Gallo is probably more friendly to Delbert Hoseman than he's not. He tried to lie to Paul Gallo and say that he has never taken the position of being in favor of Medicaid expansion, when in fact, not only has he, he's done it on Paul Gallo's show. He's even recently said in a profile discussing what a second term for Delbert Hoseman would be like. He even said that federal money is not off the table for Medicare or for for medical help. He has always been in favor of Obamacare. That is who he is, because at his core, Delbert is a Democrat. Hence the nickname Delbert the Democrat. Delbert the Democrat is who he is. Delbert the Democrat knows that if he's elected, he's hoping that his good friend, Brandon Presley, can get elected right beside him because then they can move this state from purple to blue. That's their goal. Delbert might want to try to run cute little ads or say whatever he can to try to tell you that I am this vast conservative, but he's not. And if you listen to Delbert contradict himself, take credit for bills that he had nothing to do with, matter of fact, behind the scenes, he tried to kill several of them, it's disheartening. It's frustrating. Quite frankly, it's annoying. Those of us who understand who Delbert the Democrat truly is, understand that this man is not a conservative. He never has been. But it's also very telling when you see that Delbert Hoseman is getting feisty with a Paul Gallows of the world. That tells me that Delbert's struggling. Guys, I've been saying for weeks, momentum is on our side. This was another clear example of momentum being on our side. 
course, Senator McDaniel has issued the debate challenge to Delbert Hoseman. Delbert Hoseman has refused to debate. Matter of fact, I'm going to play you. This is a clip from several weeks ago when Delbert Hoseman was on WLOX television being interviewed by Dave Elliott, and he gets asked about the debate and the way that he handles it. Again, let me set the scene for you for those of you who have not heard this clip before. Delbert does a full seven-minute interview. No connection issues, nothing wrong. Everything sounds great. Because, again, Delbert couldn't be bothered to be in the studio, even though he tries to claim, I'm all about the coast, but he couldn't bother to go down to the coast and be in the studio the same way that Senator McDaniel was. Towards the end, Dave Elliott asked him about the debate. And during this process, Dave Elliott has to watch as Delbert tries to claim there are connection issues. Thankfully, Dave Elliott, being a good journalist that he is, did not drop the issue. Listen to this. Okay, and then finally, if WLOX, if Mississippi uh, Public Broadcasting, if the Jackson television stations put together a debate between you and State Senator McDaniel. Will you commit right here and now to uh, participate? You're breaking down, Dave, and I'm not hearing you. I apologize. Will you commit to a debate either on WLOX or up in Jackson with Senator McDaniel? I'm, I'm not hearing you, Dave, and I'm sorry. If you, if you would repeat your question. Okay, one more time. We're almost out of time. Will you commit to a televised debate either on WLOX or Jackson Media with Senator McDaniel. I, I don't know the answer to that. Of course, we get invited to matters like that. We've done them before, and I anticipate a very active campaign. So TV stations have to invite people to do that. You don't just do it on your own and whatnot. But, I- but he's been invited. There's been a challenge issued. Crickets from the Hoseman campaign. So even since then, the way how he ends it, oh, we have to be invited. Well, you've been invited, but you don't want to do it. So again, he lied then the same way that he lies about the fact that he's not, in fact, for Medicaid expansion, the same way that he lies that he's in favor of ending the income tax when he's the reason it killed it. And he tries to give falsehoods about what that bill was going to do. He has tried, he has continually lied on the House representative side. He has attacked the House saying that their plan was terrible. When the reality is, the House wanted it, the governor wanted it, the actual members of the body of the Senate wanted to pass the House plan. One person didn't, and it's Delbert Hoseman, and he continues to lie about it. And when he was asked on Gallo's show about the elimination of the grocery tax, he did not say, let's eliminate the grocery tax. He said we need to reduce it. And then he tried to say, well, if we get rid of that, then we're going to have to close the schools. So again, he's using leftist liberal talking points at every stop. When Gallo brought up the fact that he's being referred to as Delbert the Democrat, Delbert then turns around and goes, well, I'm on a Republican primary, so that means I'm a Republican which is a laughable response at best because, again, we have seen firsthand 
that there are roosters in the hen house within the Republican Party. We have seen countless number of Republicans that are not governing like Republicans, whether they're Democrats who switched parties because they saw that it was the only path moving forward to win elections, or whether it was the fact that their ideology has always been a leftist ideology. Merely being on the ballot as a Republican is no longer enough for me to accept that you are a Republican, especially when you have a record. And when you have a record as bad as what Delbert Hoseman has, and the audacity for them to run ads trying to call Chris McDaniel a fake conservative, that's laughable, people, because Chris McDaniel has a 95 rating from conservative groups. A 95, the highest in the state. Yet he's the fake conservative. I guess I guess the 5% that he didn't get, I guess that makes him fake. Delbert Hoseman is one of the biggest liars and fake phonies in the entire state of Mississippi, and he is being exposed. And that's the reason why he's getting snippy with the Paul Gallows of the world, because he is finally starting to be challenged on his leftist ideology. And he doesn't have a true defense for it. He cannot stand up and defend his positions because the more you look into who Delbert Hoseman is, the more you look into Delbert on these issues, the more that you see Delbert Hoseman is in fact a Democrat. The more that you look into Delbert's positions on key things, you see where Delbert's true ideology lies. It's funny to me to watch folks try to defend Delbert Hoseman, whether it's barking chihuahuas in the northern part of the state or others who have tried to come to Delbert's defense. Once you dig a little deeper into exactly what they're doing, once you dig a little deeper into Delbert Hoseman's true connections to those people, you start to see firsthand why they're on Team Delbert. For them, it's because either their ideology is more of a leftist ideology, because you go look up their conservative ratings, and they're terrible, absolutely terrible, of these no-name barking chihuahuas out there who constantly want to try to defend Delbert. The other question that you need to be asking right now about Delbert Hoseman is why, why is it he will no longer appear at events that Senator McDaniel's at? Why is it every time he is supposed to speak in the same venue as Chris McDaniel, he tries to send a surrogate? Look, I understand campaigns are vast, and I understand that one mere candidate can't be in the same place all at once. And there are going to be times where surrogate is necessary. But in these instances, it seems to be very strategic that he does not want to appear on the same stage as Chris McDaniel. Matter of fact, we have heard through the grapevine, through various sources, that Delbert Hoseman has told his staff as much. 
do not put me on the same stage as Chris McDaniel, because ever since he did that event a few months ago, where he and Chris had to share the stage, and he got so upstaged, he doesn't want to do it again. It's going to be real interesting to see how they handled the Neshoba County Fair in just a couple of weeks. Delbert can't back out of that one. He will be sharing the same stage as Senator McDaniel on that day. And the contrast will be very easy to see. Delbert Hoseman is politically a Democrat. Doesn't matter what letter is next to his name. It doesn't matter that he can claim he's a Republican because he's been elected as a Republican. You have to look at his ideology. If the record doesn't match the rhetoric, you have to look beyond the party. And in this instance, Delbert Hoseman's record has never matched his rhetoric. Not once. Delbert Hoseman's record has constantly been a record of progressive liberalism. That's who he is. That's who he is in his core. That's who he's always been. Delbert Hoseman may have that R by his name, but he's earned that nickname of Delbert the Democrat. Rest assured, and again, this may sound like fear-mongering to some of you, but the reality is this. If Delbert Hoseman wins on August the 8th, Brandon Presley will be your next governor. And I'm just saying that as boldly, as loud as I can, because that's the reality of the situation. Delbert Hoseman, if he wins, Brandon Presley's going to win the governor's mansion. And then we're going to have a catastrophe on our hand at a state level because we're going to have two of the most liberal politicians that we could possibly have working hand-in-hand to push a liberal ideology on this state. That's why we need you to get involved. That's why we need you to get out and vote. Guys, I will probably come back again later this week with a bonus episode. If we can figure out a way to record live on the 7th this Friday at the Hunter's Edge, we might do something like that, but that's logistically we just don't know if that's going to work yet but we are considering it but regardless because i came on a day early to wish every single one of you a happy independence day be safe out there when you're shooting fireworks with your family be smart you want to keep all 10 fingers and all 10 toes so be smart when you're out there shooting fireworks but we will see you guys again real soon This has been the Right Side Radio Program. We'll see you soon.